Who do you believe in? Who moves you? Who inspires you? My name is Tariq Ture, and I want you to meet some of the people that inspire me. And they've done that simply because no matter the situation, they've gone above and beyond. Welcome to Above and Beyond. The truth is hidden in Amir's words. As the truth was hidden in a mere verb, Allah said be, and it unfurled, crafted the universe in one word. The same mere mention and manifested time came from the same dimension and manifests rhyme. Forgive the poor poet if passion is the crime, but the best 2020 won't see a fraction of the signs. Through the arc of the stars where reality's written, and the sound of the swords where the battle's the thickest, where a whole life can pivot in a matter of minutes. The poet strikes with his pen and unshackles the mission. Good afternoon and salam alaikum. Uh, today on the Above and Beyond podcast, I really don't even, I don't feel the urge to, to intro um, this brother, but um, I don't believe he needs an intro. Um, I believe he needs an exhaustion. <laughs> um, but we have uh, we have poet and vessel Amir Suleiman on today, and um, this is just a, just a blessed time. It's an illuminated time, and um, I'm gonna try my best to get through this interview without fanboying out um, because my respect and and, and love. Um, for what this brother has put forth over the years is 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 high, um, it's mountainous, and so inshallah, you know, I'm gonna dive right into the interview. If you need to learn anything about Emil Suleiman, type his name in, in any language <laughs> in any search engine, and um, let let the truth unfold for you. Um, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Mashallah. I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's a, a long 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 overdue. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, time is uh, it's all up it's all up upon a lot and um That's it. You know, you don't question it. You don't question it, you just let it happen how it's supposed to happen. That's it. Um how how are you doing That's in it. these days and times first off? Uh we're good, alhamdulillah. All things considered, you know, uh my family is healthy. Now we had some um, some uh, heart, uh, health hardships, but everyone is on the mend. Everyone is getting better, mm. uh, and so yeah. So we're, we're grateful for that. So you know, all in all, man, there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing that we're complaining about. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, healthcare is is the uh, the 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 talk of the hour right now, yeah. and uh, it probably should have been always. Uh, my wife, she's a public health major, and uh, so I'm like, shit time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The time to shine, you know. That's this is it. what you. This is what your training brought you to, um, and so um, I guess. Uh, I guess one. I want to touch back to the, just those 12, 12 lines that I wrote, um, really dedicated to you. It's introing a poem mm-hmm. about what poets do, mm. um, but uh, so a lot of people, if uh, I mention your work, or if they say what what piece they like the most. And you know my older brother is Naim Muhammad um, from Native Dean, and so did I know that? I, I didn't think know you know. that. Yeah, yeah, it's my no, older brother. Know. We got the same mother, same mother, different uh, daddy, same know. mother. And so he said, <laughs> he's one day we were having, we were talking about. Um, I was like, you know, I sometimes I be wanting, I be wanting to do other pieces than the hits, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was like, well, he said, he heard somebody say, you better like your hit record. Cause you could be singing it for the rest of your life, <laughs> right? Right. So when I mention your work, people will be like, "Danger!" Mm-hmm. Or they say, uh, "We must win." Mm-hmm. But I believe is it was in Rumi's cave when you read uh, "Truth." The truth. Uh, the truth is. Yeah, the truth is. Yeah, yeah. Crush me. My child, my Crush child. me. Um. I wanted you to speak to that because you're at a level now where like people they like they they press the button like say this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um Hamdi 
you know, it's true that there's 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 a way that people know you as as a poet, as a singer, as a rapper, uh, even as a, as an actor. You know, a way that people know you. You know, mm. um, and because you have such an impact on their life, or you have an impact on like a chapter of their life. You know, actually, myself speaking as a fan, I remember one of the times that I realized this was. Um, it was an interview with Nas. I mean, this was easily 15 years ago or something. But, um, you know, Illmatic was so impactful and it was mm. so meaningful, you know, to so many people and to the culture. And then when he started doing things that were like other than Illmatic, people would say things like, you know, that's not the real Nas. We want you to get back to the real Nas like this. And he's like, you don't even know me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I made some things that you like, but because you like some things that I do, doesn't mean like you you own me. That mm. now, from now on, I'm to feed your assumptions about me. Mm. And it could be tricky for, particularly for a person who's um, making a life of this, you know, mm -hmm. as like a, as a professional or where, where the stakes are high, meaning where, you know, people liking or not liking yourself can have a real life effect on on you, mm -hmm. you know, um, that it can be easy to try to, it's funny, the, the, the people can create like a caricature of who you are from mm. what you've created, but then you can like try to recreate yourself in this caricature. So both of you are witnessing something that's not real. Like you're mm. trying to make, you're trying to go from being a real person into an imaginary entity and they're not seeing a real person they're seeing an imaginary entity mm. and so um it takes some courage you know to be able to step out of that because you don't know um you know what that means and you don't know uh, where, where it's gonna go or the people that really enjoyed your work what they're gonna say about you or feel about you or, or you know the new work and every album, every chapter of my career, I've, I've lost fans, you know, mm -hmm. so to speak. But, uh, but every chapter I gained some new people that I, that I would have never anticipated before. So as much as danger, you know, captured people's imagination, that was a risk, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, danger at that time when I wrote it was, a, um, was not a popular idea, you know. Mm -hmm. I wrote this... Um, I remember I started writing the poem. It must have been about 2002. I know I did it on Death Poetry. Was that 2003, 2004? Anyway, when I wrote the poem, even speaking about in the Muslim community, there was a lot of reaction to, okay, so there's 9-11, the reaction, the American reaction to 9-11, and there a lot of the you know, Islamophobia and things like that. And so there was this thing, you know, Islam is you know, terrorism and Muslims are terrorists, you know, that type of thing. And so then the reaction from the Muslim community, a lot of it was, you know, Islam means peace and, you know, um, you know we're, we're harmless and we're just like you and, you know, so on. And uh, although all those things are real, in, in a way, there was a part of that discourse that just seemed like it was left off, you know what mm. I'm saying? Because... I, I was thinking like these these people that we're kind of pandering to are openly, flagrantly and consistently violent people. You know, this yeah. state is a violent state. It's built on yeah. violence. It's it meaning it's um its foundation is violence, how it was founded, and the way it's maintained, the way the economy is maintained, the way dip diplomacy is maintained, the whole affair is war and violence. So don't feel like you have to you know, they position themselves as these peaceful, benign people, and then you have to, and you're the scary, dangerous one, you know. Mm. So uh, I remember wanting to push back some on that narrative, like, you know, yeah, you don't get to take this moral high ground, you know, you don't get to take this position. Anyway, when I, so when I wrote that, it wasn't popular in the Muslim community, and it, it wasn't like something that was like an easy sell. And it wasn't what I had been creating before. Mm. So Danger, that type of poetry wasn't what I was known for. Mm. So that was a shift um, 
even in craft, you know, as far as myself as a poet, that was a risk for me, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and, I, and I had genuine um, concern, you know, because people knew me for like, I was, uh, you know, I was like an MC first and, and then I was a poet. So I, I was kind of known for um, storytelling, kind of like truth is, that type of poetry truth is, mm. where I'm like having a conversation with someone on the street or whatever. I was known for that type of poetry and kind of just self-reflective poetry and um, um, like wordplay, like, mm. you know, and, and, and that kind of showing off in that kind of way. Those were the things that I wasn't known for this type of discourse, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, but anyway, I knew this is what was sincerely, this is where I could speak from sincerity, you know? Mm. This is where I'm sincerely am in this moment and I have to speak from where I I'm sincerely am in this moment. And uh, that's been my, my rule of thumb, you know? And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it's accepted, sometimes it's rejected, sometimes it's understood, sometimes it's not understood. Uh, but the only way for me to keep serving, you know, my community, when I say my community, I mean that in several different ways, you know? black community the muslim community the wider american community the global muslim community humanity in general like in order for me to be any good really to anyone mm. i'm i'm gonna have to be sincere mm. but uh sincerity is risky you know what i mean yeah. um uh and it takes it takes uh courage sometimes we succeed sometimes we fail um but you know uh, it's it, it's the best that we can do. So now that danger is like, then that becomes like the norm. So, you know, that then that that there is no risk in that. I already know, right? Right. And and that's okay, you know, and that's and that's good, and that's an honor for me, you know. Um, uh, but there's other things that I have to say, you know, and mm. so, but sometimes I may be in that spirit, you know what I'm saying? And I'll you know re re recite this poem. Uh, but I know like the poems that I love the most, I probably recite the least. Mm. <laughs> um, it's so funny because like there's poems like, like Truth Is, which I do recite a lot and I like a lot and I love Danger and I love We Must Win. Actually, We Must Win is one of my favorite poems because it, in it, it houses so many dimensions of myself, you know what mm. I mean? There's the, the the love dimension in it, you know, just love of 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 my people and people in general. And there's the there's the the, the, the wordplay dimension in it, you know. I'm mm -hmm. doing some things that I would do as like an MC. Mm -hmm. um, there's um, the 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 moral, ethical, and spiritual, um, you know, in it. And so, it, in one poem, it it houses so many of the dimensions of, of who I am as a man, you know, at mm. this point in my life. So I do, I love that poem. I love it, uh, even though it's painful to recite. Um, <laughs> but there's poems like, like Kingdom, for example, which I've never recited out loud before ever. It's on mm. uh, one of my albums, but I've never said it in front of people. And I love that poem. Right. Um, uh, Secret Art is another poem that I love. So, you know, it just, it just, it just you know, um, depends. But I just try to keep myself and allow myself to be free as an artist, you know, because it's important for an artist to, to be free in order for them to be of any good. And sometimes that means they're going to do things that you like. Sometimes they're going to do things that you don't like, but you have to, uh, I got to let Nas be Nas, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. No, yeah. no, 100%. I, um, um, one, I'm, I'm thinking about a conversation I was having with someone about, uh, about Malana Malcolm X, and I was saying, like, we have to believe that he he like laughed. He had inside jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have to we 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 have to like keep him human. Yeah. Because you probably wouldn't feel comfortable if he was fire and brimstone twenty four seven. So we've yeah. crystallized him, and and we we've made a statue of him in fire and brimstone. Rightfully mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. But we have to be, allow people to have their humanity, and, and, and that is some authenticity. And I was listening to um, Jordan Peele talk about what he is thinking about when he's writing his scripts. And he said, if, he said, if, it, if it veers away from an autobiography, I, I, I shut it down. Mm. 
and that and that really inspired me because uh, I try my best to like let me let me paint you a clear view of what I've seen and what I'm seeing mm-hmm. and what I'm feeling and what what pins are poking me and and all of that and so um, as far as just this authenticity, have you come upon moments within yourself where you've had to be an observer and write about something that's outside of yourself. And have you, have you had to stop yourself and say, I don't know, this might not, might not be for me. Mm-hmm. Or, and how have you worked through that to get to the end? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've definitely written things that are outside of my like physical experience. Um, I, I've never thought, and I don't even know if this is right or wrong, but I've never thought like, Oh, this isn't for me to, this is not for me to write on. Mm. I've never, that's actually, I thought it's never crossed my mind before. Um, Because I think it's because when I'm writing, the state that I'm in, um, it's kind of a paradoxical state because in one way, it's highly, highly, highly specific. Like I'm just me and there's only one of me and I am burrowing deep into that reality mm. and th- and that's why I find my power and that's how I can say things that no one else is going to say because mm. no one else is me so I, I, I dive deep into that reality mm. but at the same time I'm experiencing this transcendent reality w- where I am everyone mm. and so I have like an empathetic and like experiential connection with everything Mm. not even everyone but everything you Mm. know uh that i'm not made of matter i'm not you know six two or black or 41 or a father or or, you know with these specific things i'm just um spirit you know i'm just a roh and Mm. that same roh that's in me is the same one that's in everything that Mm. animates the whole universe so i'm diving or ascending into that reality as well. So in some ways, it, uh, even in articulating it right now, it may sound like moving in two opposite directions. In a way it is, it, it is a paradox. It's not, it's not rational, it's not rationally sound. Um, but when I'm in that transcendent state, I feel like I can write about anything that God created. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything, write about you know, God himself. I'm, 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 I'm beyond my own personal life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm deeply, deeply entrenched in my personal life, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, so it's, it's the United state to try to articulate even now. And, and it's a hard state sometimes to, to engage in myself, you know? Um, but when I'm in that state is the, is the best state for creating for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, being like sponge-like, you know, sponge. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you're deeply, deeply feeling. Yeah. Um, deeply, deeply feeling, and prayerfully, there's sometimes where you can maybe not turn it off, but turn it down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> turn yeah. it down just a notch. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, so before before I wrote uh, the poem uh, "Key of Keys," so before I wrote that, maybe that Friday. Uh, I was talking to Mustafa Briggs, and um, he he gave me a tafsir of uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Yass's the poem that is, that's being recited in the background. Mm-hmm. He sent me a forty minute tafsir on the poem, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hell no, <laughs> I'm, not I'm like I'm not right. No, no, no." I was like, "No, no." He's like, "No, do it, man. Go ahead and do it." And I didn't touch it for two days, and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sunday night, uh, something was like, "All right, just." try right a line right a line mm-hmm. and um i was over on the chair that's in my room fading in and out of sleep waking mm-hmm. up right a line fading, tired wake up right a line and then about three in the morning i woke up and it was like there mm. and i knew for a fact like okay this is one of those other things where um i just may use as a tool mm-hmm. <laughs> and i had to let it uh and i had to to let it happen um, for for like writers who are trying to find their voice in the world, and they ask the usual questions of like, 
what's your process? What do you? And so for me, if I, if I answer that question, I wouldn't suggest that you lay out halfway curled up in the fetal position, writing in and out <laughs> on a pad, you know, three mm-hmm. in the morning, you have to figure it out for yourself. Um, but, but how did you, how did you find that, that sort of communication um, so that you could let things flow through you? Yeah. Um, just uh, a lot of trial and error. You know, so one of the things I tell uh, people who ask, you know, that question comes up a lot is, um, yeah, it's just, it's writing, you know, just doing it and doing it. And, and by just doing it and doing it and doing it, you'll, you'll fall into your rhythm, you know, mm. of how it works. If you like to write in the morning, if you like to write at night, if you write to write on your computer or paper, or if it doesn't matter one way or the other, or, you know, what, you know, what, you know, just what gets you there. So that's uh, one thing, just doing it a lot. And the other thing, you know, for myself is sending prayers on the prophets of Al-Salam. Like this, um, this, I would probably say more than any single thing um, has, yeah, has given me the most in, in, you know, in this regard, you know what I mean? Um, and I think it may be because, again, you know, he is very specific, meaning he's a special, he's Mustafa, he's, he's the chosen one, he's particular, he's the, the, the peak, so he's, he's very singular, mm. but at the same time, he's everything, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe engaging that reality and finding proximity and nearness to him, and, and I haven't found any way better to do that than sending prayers upon him. That um, and that I I um, I'm able to find that place, you know, mm. the the with the most surety, you know. What I mean, mm. uh, that's uh, that's been my experience. So uh, I didn't learn about uh, Busaidi until I don't know, maybe like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Years ago. And then I, I read about his former life of poetry, mm-hmm. and then him moving into uh for him you know him climaxing at the Buddha uh and I cried <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, and then uh I, I learned about uh Kyle bin mm-hmm. and and his path of poetry and the mm-hmm. way it came to and then I cried again mm-hmm. and those are two pivotal points and I'm happy that you brought up uh uh sending uh salam upon Salam because I thought for a long time that I wasn't worthy of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought this was for like the elect of the elect. Like you don't, mm-hmm. you don't touch this. But um, I remember you talking uh, when you you have a video in I think it's in might have been in Medina by where you were talking about uh, Muslims in America moving in the frontier of, of documenting our own. Uh, praise poetry mm-hmm. and um what what would you you know what would you like to see come out of that you know just kind of yeah. yeah um you know Steve, what you said literally you you like quoted a poem a, a a section of a poem of the of the grand epic poem the love and the love and the beloved where where I'm saying that uh of myself mm-hmm. um but, but I'm saying it to, to someone else in the poem and uh, she's saying, you know, to recite. And I say, I can't recite. She says, recite. I can't, I can't recite. She says, recite. And I say, you know, well, I'm not worthy. And she was like, of course you're not worthy. But you don't praise the praiseworthy because you are worthy. You praise the praiseworthy because the praiseworthy is worthy of praise. Mm. But you are, you are obsessed with yourself because you only love yourself. That's why you have to kill yourself so you can love someone else. And uh, at that point, it was like, yeah, yeah, we're not worthy. But I mean, if, if it was a matter of worthiness, we couldn't even say Muhammad. We, could, we wouldn't be allowed to, Muhammad, we wouldn't be able to allow Salah Salam. If it was about worthiness in that way, you know, well, I can speak for myself. I wouldn't be allowed to say it. Um, but, and this is the beauty of the Salawat on the Prophet is that 
it's 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 not like we're giving him salam. Mm. For the most part, sometimes we say this, but for the most part, we don't say assalamu alayka ya nabi wa rahmatullahi wa We do say that. Mm. But most of the durood and the salawat, the way they're designed, is we're saying, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina mm. Muhammad. So we don't even mention ourselves. We're not even a part of it. You know mm. what I mean? So we are just mentioning, commemorating something that's already existing. Like when Allah says, Inna Allah wa malaikatu yusuluna ala nabi. Mm. So we're just commemorating something that's already happening. Where Allah says, uh, surely uh, Allah and his angels are sending salutations upon the Prophet and Allah thereafter is commanding the believing people to, to mm. do likewise. And so we're just commemorating something that's already happening. Um, so therefore, we don't have to be um, worthy of anything because Allah mm. is worthy and his Prophet is worthy. You mm. know? And that's all we're mentioning. You know? And so even without being worthy, even being a consistent sinner, even being a forgetful person, even being a lazy person, even being a person of, uh, even a shameful person, um, none of these people are, are, are distant from uh, gaining proximity by way of prayers upon the Prophet because you're not using your own, you're not asking for anything on your own virtue. It's mm. not because I'm great, I'm asking for something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because Allah is great and his love for his Prophet is great. You know, so to answer more directly your question that, you know, my, my, my hope, my prayer, you know, my dream, uh, my ambition, you know, is for our people in America and I think particularly for Black American Muslim people uh, to develop praise poetry for the Prophet because we're just very good at it, you know. And when I say it, meaning creating culture, mm. that <laughs> Black people in America are a peculiar, peculiar thing. Like, we're, <laughs> you know, th- this is going to seem like a roundabout way of answering your question, but I'm, I'm going to get it. to why, I'm, I, why I'm, I'm making this point. Is that I remember when I used to, uh, when I first started traveling, doing poetry, whatever city I would go to, I would always ask, like, what's the affair of the black people there? You know, like, what do they do for work? Do they all work at a plant? Do they all work at this? What, you know, w- you know, what side of town do they live on? What's, you know, just what's, what's, the, what's the affair? You know, what's their affair? That would be like my, I, I would usually do that in the taxi or because there wasn't Uber at this time, but at the taxi from the airport, I would have that conversation with the taxi driver. Mm. Um, and... I remember the first time I was out of the country doing it, and I can't remember, I feel like it might have been just, it might have been London maybe. Um, And so I'm asking about black people, and they're like, you know, well, you know, the the Jamaicans live here, or the, you know, the Nigerians live here, or, you know, and they describe it, but I'm like, no, like just like the, Black people, like regular black people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what I, is what I'm thinking, is what I'm really trying to get to. And I keep asking, and then I realize, I'm like, oh, they only exist. This is a specific group of people that I'm thinking. Yeah. What Mississippi produces, what Chicago produces, what Detroit produces, what Harlem produces, what, you know what I mean? Th- these are peculiar tribe of type of people, you know what mm. I mean? And there are extreme minority on the planet earth there's not if we think about just black american people on the planet earth there's a there's a there's a, there's a small number yet we, we generate so much culture there's no other people on the planet earth that dominate world culture or let me not say dominate um maybe more fitting would say contribute to world culture mm. like black american people do what other people have like rock and roll, jazz, hip hop, R&B. How many people have 
even one type of music that that, that is everywhere. Hip hop mm. is everywhere. You don't find like Senegalese music everywhere, mm. like popular everywhere. You mm. don't find, you know, maybe reggae. Maybe you could say reggae. You know what I'm saying? You can find reggae everywhere, but do, do they? create one, two, three, four. And this is in a span of, I'm talking like two generations. It's not mm. like over centuries to, to create culture. And, and, you know, in this amount of time, we create culture that sweeps over all of humanity because I believe that we have something because of our experience. And I don't, I'm not even gotten to the bottom of it yet, but we have something that speaks like deeply to the essential human experience just that in Seoul, Korea, they, they recognize it. Mm. In Berlin, Germany, they recognize it. You know, in Jakarta, Indonesia, they recognize it. Something essential. We can do it once, twice, three times, four times. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and that's a remarkable feat. And so if we take the gospel tradition, for example, mm -hmm. the way that we praise Jesus, and I don't mean the... the, the, the um, um, overpraising him, or I don't mean like um, uh, how extreme the praise was, but I mean the beauty on mm -hmm. how we learn to do that. If 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 the American Muslim applied that same essential cultural reality, praising Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu people would travel from around the world to come to our Maulid. People would come from other countries and for our annual Maulid here, uh, but we can't praise the Prophet like we praise Jesus, obviously, alayhi uh, because alhamdulillah, Allah saved us from shirk. Alhamdulillah, may Allah preserve us and keep us safe from it. Uh, but even the Messenger of Allah said, he, he, his, his concern was not that people would come to worship him or that we would go back to worshiping idols. That's not, that, that's not something, and he warned us about a great number of things, but this wasn't one of them. He was mm. like, I'm not worried about this. And it's amazing that of all of the Muslim groups and sects, we don't find any people that worship Sayyidina Muhammad mm. It's really amazing, really, if yeah. you think about it. You know what I mean? Everyone praises him, but no one's worshipped him. Mm. I don't know of any Muslim group that worships Sayyidina Muhammad which is amazing, really. You know what I mean? Mm. But anyway, point is, is that, but we can't praise him the way the people of Urdu praise him or praise him even the way the Arabs praise him, or praise him the way the Senegalese praise him, or praise him not. There's something that we have, and this is why I took the long route of talking about how we produce culture, that by way of what we can do with culture, that we would make praising Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu common all over the earth. Mm. That people in Seoul, Korea, or Berlin, Germany, would sing prayers on the Prophet Sallallahu mm. By Allah, if we, may Allah make it so, if we mm -hmm. do how we do, not distracted by who we think we're supposed to be in the context of some other people, mm -hmm. we do us. And it's in the best interest of all the other people for us to do us. Mm -hmm. There are people that come to gospel, um, like a, um, I was watching this thing of the, what is it, like the Nine Blind Boys in Mississippi or something, like a gospel group. Mm -hmm. But they get invited everywhere. They're in Berlin, they're in <laughs> Sweden, they're in people that don't even worship Allah or they're not Christian either. Mm. But it's just the, the craft that they love it. You know what I'm mm. saying? From this same seed, from these same people, will produce something that the people all over the earth, Muslim and non-Muslim alike, Mm. will come that it will be a cultural norm. There will mm. be a culture that will develop around praising Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You'll see it. It's, it's, yeah. You'll see it, inshallah ta'ala. So sure. this is why, I'm, me personally, I don't know, I, I don't see myself as having the capacity to do that personally. Like I, um, like for example, you know, I'm not like as skilled as a musician or as skilled as a, even I said this when I, I when I wrote you the message, uh, uh, when I listened to your poem, I said, mashallah, this has a nice meter, has a nice way. It's something that's easy that people can listen. 
two times, three times, four times, and they'll start to memorize it. And you know, it's 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 nice in that way. And I will, and that's not my, you know, it's not my forte. You know what I mean? So I think the what I hope is, you know, kind of like what Pac says, like it may not be me, <laughs> but that I'll inspire the one who will or the ones who will carry this thereafter. I am just like what I'm doing now, just wanting to shake our people awake to mm. this is what you can do. This is what you've been doing. Mm. You do this in your sleep. You do this without trying. Now imagine with the Barak of Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu mm. what you could achieve by way of spreading broadcasting, because you're broadcasting already. It's, it's not like, you know, these dudes in Queens or these dudes in, you know, in LA are, are thinking like, we're going to contribute to world culture. Right. You're doing it by mistake. You know, you're doing it uh, um, carefree without, without even uh, pre premeditation. Uh -huh. They're not even making an intention to it. But some dude will get up, you know, like I say, some guy will get up and put his hat on this way or put his socks on that way or, <laughs> you know, use some word just while he's talking with his friends and he'll make up some word to describe uh, uh, a car, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then next thing you know, in Berlin, in Sydney, Australia, and they're using that word or they're wearing their socks like this, <laughs> you know? So that's just, we do that free, easy. It's easy for us. So then how much more with the Prophet وسلم, and the Barakah of the Prophet وسلم, and how much will our tribe, so to speak, inherit from Allah's good pleasure and blessing if this is what we were broadcasting. Because we're broadcasting all the time. Mm. And what if this was what it was? Alhamdulillah. Mm. That's a beautiful um, vision. You know, it's a beautiful um, in, uh, aspiration that I have for for us, you know, mm. I'll make it so. And me, and me, I think uh, I think two things. Uh, it makes me think about that. One is that worthiness can be addressed by us being more open about just the history of of people who've taken it upon themselves to to pen these these letters of adoration for Prophet Muhammad mm -hmm. and knowing you know and getting the, to know them a little bit more into intimately that they are they are saints mm -hmm. that that have praised him and 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 and, uh, and are praising him and there are deep sinners yeah. <laughs> that are you know that are and so uh, that's why Abu Sayyid's story struck me so much because he was like man this poem is all I got <laughs> you know if it's anything um then, then that's all i got and the next thing i would, uh makes me think about that is um just sharpening sharpening our sword and so mm -hmm. one of the most i've been writing since i was seven mm -hmm. but I, I i was in college and i was a red shirt my freshman year playing ball so i, I, I didn't play any games i had to stay home and the team traveled all that and I went to an open mic in DC, and I'm 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 not sure if you've been to Spit That DC. Mm. So Spit That DC, it's a it's a lion's den, it's mm. a lion's den, <laughs> and I remember taking my little poems down there, and I sat in the back, and I said, "Tonight ain't gonna be the night I say something." <laughs> I said, "I need to sit down and listen. I need to I need to get sharper," and. Not that it oozes out of us, it oozes mm -hmm. out of us. But um, as as I always go back to what Amiri Baraka says, we need to become sharper because it it helps us aim. And then when mm -hmm. when we finally get the inspiration, we pull the trigger easily. Mm -hmm. We let go of the 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 uh, the taut bow easily because mm -hmm. it's it we've we trained ourselves so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so you know as we move into to just skill, you know mm -hmm. skill. Um, who are some people that that inspire you or have inspired you skill-wise? Yeah. Um, well, coming up, you know, the people who inspired me in that way, you know, were, were all MCs. You know, that's where really where I developed the love of language and manipulating language and playing with language and 
um, making language do things that it wasn't originally designed to do and you know all of that uh, hacking language basically but um you know so black thought was definitely <laughs> always you know the primary figure in my mind what i would think about a person with just Mm. total like supremacy over language like he just <laughs> has you know a person that feels like you know you know it's like a boxer it's like this boxer can hit you from anywhere like yeah. he has any angle at any moment mm -hmm. with, with either hand from any <laughs> position he can hit you you know what i mean and so thought was always and is you know my idea of just you know and, and you talk about a person who's just ascended to a level of you know, even when you see him work now, it's like just breathing, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, mm. it's, you know, to the point of what you said about Amir Baraka, you know, what Amir Baraka said, you know, he's just, he can, it's nothing, you know what I mean? Mm. So he was always like my, 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 my gold standard overall. Um, Nas is storytelling. So poems like Truth Is, where I'm like, you know, I said this and she said this, and it's in some environments, like you can see it, that mm. I learned from Nas, that he would create images and these little stories, you know, sometimes like the whole song would be a story. Sometimes it would just be a story that would just be a few lines, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. in a few lines, I would see a place and a person and a situation, mm. and, you know. Um, when you say one-fourth of a square, hit it with the Delaware, one change again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just a few words. That's a few words. It's maybe a dozen words. But in that, I fill in the blanks of that, and I see a whole movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's maybe 10 words, 12 words, you know? And that's what I'm saying. I would just be like, how does he make me do that? How does he say some things? And then I see things that he's not saying. Like, I the things he says, but then I fill in, my mind fills in the space between the words. And then I see this whole picture um, off, of, uh, off, of, uh, off of a few words. And so I, I was like, man, I want to learn how to do that. And his storytelling would be so um, casual, you will forget it was rhyming. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? You, he would just be, it, it sounded like it was as natural as like I'm talking now. Like he's just kind of making it up as he goes. And, and this happened and that happened. And she said this and I said that. And blah, 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 you know, but he's maintaining this very difficult rhyme scheme, you know, uh, while doing that. So I always um, appreciated him for, for that. Then, you know, there's so many, you know, MCs and artists, uh, you know, thereafter. Then it was many, many, many years later before I started to learn about, um, you know, Muslim poets and poetry, you know, learning about, you know, Rumi and Hafez and Faradina Tar and, you know, people like this. And they also had a deep uh, impact, you know, later in my, uh, later in my life. Um, and then some people that I came up around in those venues, and it's key what you said about that place in, uh, in DC, spit that, you know, you call it Alliance Then That's another thing, again, about our people that, and this isn't unique to our people, but that there's, you know, a standard, like you have to be good. You know, there's something to, and it's one of the things, unfortunately, sometimes that can happen in the Muslim community where stuff that's not good, it's, it's just isn't just, this isn't high quality, mm. kind of gets a pass because it's religious, you know, mm. but that's not really service on us. And I'm not saying people got to get booed off the stage or whatever, <laughs> For there to be an air of energy, like you didn't have to get booed off the stage to say, let me get better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me get better. And I remember times when I had to prove myself in venues, they didn't know me and, you know, I'm getting bumped down the list and, uh, and really feeling like, you know, okay, I have to, I have to, I have to turn it on now. And this, you know, and that, that spirit, but that makes you sharper and sharper, you know? Um, then there's, um, you know, contemporary poets, uh, who aren't Muslim, for example, outside a Muslim community, and even some, and this is another thing, like even some that I, uh, you know, they live a lifestyle that's not like my lifestyle or even adverse to my lifestyle, but just as a craftsman, you know what I'm uh -huh. saying? Same thing with MCs, you know, we, we love Jay or we love, you know, um, different people. It's like, okay, especially Jay's earlier catalog, like 444 uh, earlier, you know, 
it's just it's a lot of cocaine rap. Even some of my favorite rappers now, like what I listen to, a lot of it's just I don't know what it is about cocaine specifically, <laughs> and a certain type of rapping. I don't know why they go together, but <laughs> I don't know what it is. Even as opposed to heroin or marijuana or any other thing, something about crack cocaine. <laughs> and the type of people that rap about it, it's just a certain energy that I can, I, I mean, even, I mean, I just was listening to the, uh, to the, um, uh, what was I listening to? I was just listening to Benny yesterday. And, you know, the Griselda boys and, um, you know, Pray for Paris. So I was just listening to this record yesterday, it just came out. Uh, and I'm like, it's, a, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I was trying to really figure it out yesterday. I was like, it's not just an energy. It's, I think it's, the it's light. even a, a stylistic, you know, yeah, it's thing. The light. It's the yeah, bite. you know what I mean? That, that, that comes with that. And so I'm like, you know, uh, anyway, so the point is people that even may be on a page that I'm not on, you know, or like Donette Smith, really dope poet, you know, he's not on what I'm on, but as a craftsman, what he's doing with the language and, uh, mm. and it's like, you know, I love that kid, you know what I mean? And, you know, yourself and um, uh, Yusuf Kroma, who we just talked last night on, on his, his show last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was nice. And, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, it's like, that's inspiring to me also, like in the spirit of what I was just saying of wanting to inspire, you know, the, 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 the next cohort, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, to come in, to give and contribute or, you know, in whatever way it's fit into the next, you know, cohort coming in such that we just keep, you know, moving this thing forward, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that we don't uh, falter or forget. But like, you know, that, and, and uh, I said Benny, I said it's West Side Guns, Pray for Paris that came out yesterday. Mm -hmm. Anyway, point is, all of these people contribute to my craft, some because of who they are and the life that they leave, they lead. And that inspires me, like Imam Abuseri and, you know, and Radiallahu uh, An, Ka'ab bin Malik Radiallahu An, and Hassan Hassan bin Thabit, you know, from the companions and the later generations like Imam Abuseri, and then of the latter generations like Sheikh Ibrahim and Yas Radiallahu An, and, you know, all of these, uh, people for the work that they did and the life that they led, some other people just for the craftsmanship and not necessarily the life that they lead, you know. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm taking from all of the places where I can find benefit, you know, mm. and hoping that I metabolize it in a way that brings forth something, you know, beneficial for, for people. For sure, for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm going to drop the last question. And, um, you know, uh, you know I, could, I could sit here for, for hours <laughs> um, and so, you know, I just soak up the, the, just the essence. Um, so I know, I know I saw one video where you were traveling around and if you could, if you could speak to what that experience was like for you and how is it, has that helped you where you are right now, like with the next stage of whatever you you know you you pretend you you uh intend to produce yeah um yeah travel has been a huge part of my experience over the last you know 10 years i first went abroad after i did uh deaf poetry so that was 2004 so you know it's been a good chunk of time that i've been moving around abroad and whatnot and um yeah just experiencing more of the human being you know what it is to to be human and seeing us human beings in different contexts uh and and interacting with those contexts and and uh in different ways and creating culture to respond to our the, the various environments that we find ourselves in um it's been a deep learning experience and one of the projects that i'm doing next inshallah is a show um uh, uh a television show, a streaming show that, uh, you know, follows me around the world as I'm engaging different cultures and different uh, people's 
poetry traditions, you know, poetry tradition in Japan, the poetry tradition in Egypt, and the poetry tradition in, you know, Scotland, and so on. And um, that, you know, just helps to actually what we started off talking about, about it, it, it informs me more about who I am. Like I said, when I went and was looking for black people, that that is what made me understand something of who I am and who my people are. It was by way of engaging something else, you know what I'm saying? So it informs me more deeply on, on who I am uh, traveling. Uh, and then also it informs me more of like how we're all the same, how we're mm. all, you know, especially when you look at people's poetry t- traditions, like you really see how we're all wanting the same things. We're all afraid of the same things for all intents and purposes. And it's just through the spectrum of Japan or through the spectrum of um, Ethiopia or whatever, we, it manifests differently, but the, but the, the, the source light is the same. Mm. And so that's, uh, that to, to, to be truthful, I don't even know how much that's given me, you know, um, how much that's informed me in truth. It's, uh, mm. it's such a part of my consciousness that it would be hard to imagine what I would be like without it. You know? mm. Yeah. yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I, I think, well, watching watching just the the trailer and um, scenes and how it was depicted, it just reminded me of uh, something one of my mentors said is just poets uh, are like tigers. You know, we're not like lions, and uh, you know, lions when we walk around with a huge pride, flexing with all the people, uh, but tigers they they move through the jungle very quietly. Mm-hmm and observant and mm. oftentimes you might see them alone um, mm. but it's that that aloneness that allows the poet to be able to perceive in a way that's uh, clear and and um and transparent mm. and so um just uh just you know if 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 today is the last day like i breathe breathe uh you know breath out of my lungs um, you know, I thank you deeply for that, for that transparency and, um, all, all cliches aside, um, I think, uh, I think Allah, uh, allowed, allowed you to be so that others could know why and, um, and then the others could know when, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. when am I supposed to take the mantle and take the torch and. And, and pitch my pennies into the ocean, into the continuum mm-hmm. of poetry. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for that. And, um, you know, we just want to give, give flowers now. Mm-hmm. And uh, inshallah, may Allah preserve your work. Allah, um, And uh, make, make your family and children righteous. and Make them um, fully able to, to pray upon you um, when you, you are no longer here. Um, and inshallah, keep you in the best of spirits and health, inshallah. Amen. For myself and yourself together. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Habib. I appreciate you. For sure. For sure. And thank you so much. Alhamdulillah. Wa alaikum. Wa alaikum.